Welcome to the Common Cause for Sustainability podcast mini-series, Sustainable Living, for the University of Washington Bothell and Cascadia College. My name is Noah. And my name is Emily. And we will be your hosts today. Today, we will introduce the theme of this mini-series and talk about our personal experiences with sustainable living. So Noah and I are seniors at the Program on the Environment at UW-Seattle, and we're doing our capstone project. And as part of our capstone, we're working with the UW Bothell Sustainability Office and the Cascadia College to create a podcast mini-series. Okay, so let's get started. So since this episode is about, you know, just an introduction to sustainable living and how we both relate to that, um, we thought a good place would, to start would be with our earliest experiences with sustainability and environmentalism. Well, as a kid growing up, uh, my parents, you know, they were always into kind of, to a certain extent, at least like hiking and, and, and things like that. And I remember like in my really young years, maybe when I was around five, uh, we'd take, we took a couple like cross country road trips and uh, we stopped at a lot of national parks on the way, basically the national parks of America, um, all the big ones like Yellowstone, all those. And uh, yeah, you know, that that's kind of like my earliest experiences, I guess, with the environment, as far as that goes. Yeah, I would say I kind of had a similar upbringing. But, you know, the road tripping, that was when I was really young, so I don't quite remember a lot of it. Um, but we definitely did do a lot of camping, visited a few, I don't know about a lot, but a few national parks when I was very little. Um, I think all the outdoorsy stuff also had to do with the fact that my brother was in Boy Scouts. So, yeah. It, it is really, it's interesting to think about, like, how that kind of influence on someone as a child can almost set their future. Like, do you ever think maybe if your parents didn't expose you to that kind of thing, you wouldn't, you know, study the environment in college? Yeah, I might, or just might have a different idea about maybe just like a different mindset about the environment. It's just the age old question of nature versus nurture. Yeah. Literally nature at this point. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what other kinds of things did you like experience growing up? Well, I I remember one of my childhood homes. uh, It it was really weird. We we were in like a suburb, but somehow there was just like a huge forested area that bordered my backyard in the middle of it. And it wasn't like a park or anything. It was just like an undeveloped piece of land. But like as a kid, like having like basically your own forest to explore was was amazing. And like I would always build forts and stuff. So I mean, just back to the whole like all these influences of nature, like that's how I'd spend my time as a kid. At home, I mean, we recycled, but my house was never like solar panels on the roof or anything, you know. So I think maybe probably my earliest formative experience with the environment must have just been from either school or whatever media influences I got. Yeah, I would say the same for me. We always were good about recycling. I have one anecdote. Well, it's not really an anecdote. It's like an experience. So when my family was in Texas, I remember, and it was when I was kind of young, but I guess our house didn't have curbside recycling pickups. So I just remember as a kid, we had to bring our recycling 
to a location and then we had to sort it ourselves into like the shipping containers. I just remember that and I don't know, that stands out to me. Because first of all, like, like not, not a lot of people would actually go through that much effort to recycle. But the fact that that was something I did with my mom and I can remember that. Was your mom like really into like sustainability and, and all that kind of stuff? Um, back then, I don't know. Well, I was a kid, so I don't really know. But I feel like now she's definitely more conscious of sustainable or sustainability. I feel like a lot of uh, elementary school kids, their concept of the environment is shaped around Earth Day. Because mm-hmm. like back, sure. back when you're in school, it's like, you know, every holiday you do some little special thing mm-hmm. for the day. And Earth Day would always be like, we went and like planted a bunch of plants and kind of did that stuff. So I don't know if you had similar experiences yeah. at your school. I, I'm sure you did, but that, that's also like an early influence. Yeah, I don't remember anything specific about Earth Day, but I remember like in elementary school, there was definitely some like in our education, some outdoor education, that kind of thing. Like I think my school has like a garden. There was a forest behind our school, behind the playground. And I remember we learned about like native plants. So yeah, definitely from an early age in elementary school, environmental education was something that was incorporated. I think that also has a lot to do with the path I ended up going on in college in environmental studies. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I remember, I'm pretty sure one of my elementary school had a garden too. Uh, and I know we at least definitely had one of those big like compost bins. I remember everybody always liked that because they all got to put their like leftover food in it and stuff. Uh, but moving on, uh, I wanted to ask you, what does living sustainably look like for you? And, and uh, what is your concept of sustainability? Like, what do you think when you think of that? Honestly, these days, I haven't really been thinking about it as much. You move out, you live on your own, you're more focused on saving money and convenience. For example, if I need something and I need it right away, I'm just going to go to like Safeway and get it. And Safeway does not have the most sustainable brands, but I'm not going to take the time to search the internet and order it online, pay for shipping and all that just to get a sustainable brand. So there have been quite a few times, especially in this last year where I've, you know, just taken the easy way. Yeah, I, I think I definitely a lot of people sympathize with you. They, mm-hmm. they want to live more sustainably, but I mean, the truth is, if you want to live sustainably, you're going to have to do it in an unsustainable world. That's just the way yeah. our society is built up. And you say you can either take a five minute walk to Safeway, get whatever you need, or you can like spend a week researching what's the most sustainable thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely a lot of people share that same sentiment. Mm-hmm. I feel like back in high school, I had more of my, I'm going to try to do everything right kind of phase. And I mean, some of those changes actually stuck with me, but at the same time, in some areas I've kind of gone back to convenience rather than you know sustainability which I don't really view it as like a failure you know I just say I've done this much and that makes a huge difference if I'm not perfect in other areas it's okay. I think uh, definitely a big problem too in kind of mainstream like sustainability is there's a lot of 
uh, muddy water and misinformation about about exactly like what actions are and aren't sustainable. And it's really hard for somebody to know, like, does it really matter if I take a shower that's five minutes less time or like, should I really stop eating red meat? I feel like, and myself included, people have a hard time really categorizing how much impact they're really doing. It's hard to know exactly because there's just a lot of like energy resources that go into everything you buy. And then there's the environmental footprint that happens before you even buy the product if we're talking about a product. And then what happens when you use it? What happens when you dispose of it? So it's really hard to like fully understand the environmental impact of all the resources you use. So that part is definitely tricky. For me personally, one area I've tried to focus on mostly is reusing and recycling rather than buying disposable things. Because I mean, when you just explain it, it doesn't make sense to use something once and then throw it away. In that one sentence, you can just think how that is unsustainable. But if you buy something once and then use it many, many times. Another general rule of thumb is just being conscious of how much you consume, just consuming as much as you need or just not consuming too much in excess. Kind of also taking a minimalism perspective in that sense. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely hard to start changing your mind on that, you know, because even from a kid, like we're just put into this society, like uh, the single use plastic society, you know, it's hard to break out of these things that, that you think are okay, but really are very unsustainable. And like you said, you can just say like, why would you use something once and then throw it away? But like, because it's there, you know, Pe- people buy plastic things because they're on the supermarket shelves and they're on the supermarket shelves because it's the cheapest thing to produce. There's so much uh, socialization that, that creates these just generations of unsustainability. It, it is hard to break out of but I do think it's really important. And it's also important in that aspect not to be too hard on yourself if you do feel like you are or aren't yeah. reaching different levels of sustainability. I think the important thing, like you said, is just trying, just just thinking like, how am I impacting the environment yeah. and understanding that, you know, you can't do everything. I get what you're saying. It's impossible to be perfect. It's hard to completely avoid single-use items. Sometimes you just happen to have them on your hands because someone gives it to you and you're like, you don't want to be like, oh, I don't want that. Or you buy something online and it comes with you know, all this packaging and then you're like, I don't know what to do with this. It's those things that are just so hard to avoid and then you just don't realize it. it it's practically impossible to have no impact. For one of my classes, we, we read a book called No Impact Man, where a guy tried to do just that. He tried to live so sustainably him and his family, he had a newborn baby that they literally would have no impact. And like, it goes to levels that you would never think about. So like, what did he do? Did they like move off the grid? (laughs) Well, he lived in New York City. It's just there was, he used no more single use items, which included diapers for his babies. Mm -hmm. He had to get clocked ones. They didn't watch TV. They they started Mm -hmm. walking everywhere or biking. So, yeah, it's just a lot goes into that you'd never think about. Honestly, one thing I want to learn more about is the environmental impact of using the internet. But the thing is, like, we rely on the internet so much. Like, we're talking through internet connection right now. So, I mean, that's one area that we can't pretend like it doesn't exist. Yeah. 
I remember I was I was going to a virtual Zoom event, uh, the Capstone Symposium. Actually, you were there. Um, yeah. And I remember one of the things they said was there's like 400 people here. We saved like 400 car trips to this building yeah. by sending it online. So like, I think it goes both ways, you know, yeah. like, like most things do in the realm of sustainability. Like I, we've been yeah. saying, it is very complicated. Mm-hmm. The thing that can seem more sustainable can also have a huge impact, which is which impact less yeah yeah exactly yeah so something uh unique in the realm of sustainability i I want to ask you how has the pandemic affected sustainable living or your idea of sustainability honestly now that i think about it like i feel like it's made me live more sustainably i don't go out much so i don't have really as big of an impact as far as transportation i try to avoid buses whenever i have to go somewhere so i walk mostly so I guess in that way, the pandemic has helped me live more sustainability or sustainably. I know what you mean. I definitely have been doing less transport and like transportation has definitely gone down. But I, something I was thinking about is I'm probably ordering more things and like that's all the packaging. I, I feel like it does. It goes both ways. There are aspects mm-hmm. of society that are really good. Like, for instance, planes for a long time, like and even they haven't reached their levels again, like have not been flying as much. But yeah, back to your point about like how everyone's ordering things for their house these days. I think that definitely, I mean, we can't shame people for that because people want to avoid the virus. So, of course, people want to stay home. But I think that one is one aspect that has created a lot more waste. I haven't really been ordering a lot online, but I do get my groceries delivered to me. And so I've accumulated like a lot of paper bags. So that's one thing that um, a lot of excess packaging materials that have come into my house yeah I mean at least they're paper yeah at least they're paper (laughs) that's something really interesting I think can show like how people do make their individual sustainability choices paper or plastic I heard all grocery store bags used to be paper and then they came out with plastic bags and then Mm -hmm. people actually picked the plastic bags over the paper ones because they were like oh paper ones you cut down trees I want to help the environment. I'll get the plastic one. It's really interesting how like things like that can shift over time. How else has the pandemic impacted sustainability, either positively or negatively? I think one point that I've seen a lot, the use of disposable masks. But again, that's just a thing we have to, we have to choose people's health, I guess, in the situation over being sustainable. I think that's probably a, bigger priority right now I have noticed that though like I don't know if you've noticed walking around like there's so many just discarded masks on the ground now yeah it's it's but I mean there's reusable masks which I yeah I see a lot of people wearing reusable masks it definitely I definitely noticed a shift like early pandemic people wearing disposable the reusable Mm -hmm. that is good yeah but I mean you bring up a good point like there are certain things that take priority over sustainability and yeah, obviously someone's like health. health and health and safety yeah. is one of those things. Mm-hmm. And like many people would even argue, argue financial well-being, of course. Too. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So I guess outside of the context of the pandemic, how has living sustainability like positively impacted our lives? It's made us more conscious of like what we buy. So maybe we save a lot more money. Yeah, that, that's definitely something for me. I, I, yeah. when I, I When I started thinking about sustainability more, like it did make me realize consumption, so much of it is unnecessary. 
and you you end up spending your own money that you don't need to spend and then consuming more products you don't need to consume and it's almost like an endless cycle like but you could just not do both of those and be fine you know Mm -hmm. but other other aspects like like I I do try and reuse more like glass jars and stuff and pickle jars and and tin cans you know just stuff like that paper bags anything you can reuse I try to just to get a little extra more life out of things yeah it's definitely made me look at what I have and try to be creative like how can I use this in a different way instead of buying something I feel like in that sense living sustainably isn't too hard because I've always been kind of a frugal person so I've always really put a lot of thought and intention into like what I buy so I think being frugal and also having sustainable mindset kind of go hand in hand in that sense. Definitely. Yeah. Frugality is, is like one of the number one best things you can do Yeah, to, to live sustainably. Cause like you were saying earlier, overconsumption is one of the worst things you can do uh, as far as environmental impact. Uh, so yeah, I definitely agree. So yeah, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, if you have any recommendations uh, for all the listeners out there for future episode topics, uh, please get in contact with us. You can also ask questions about sustainability or about us that we can address in future episodes. Uh, besides that, we would love if you left a review on whatever platform you're listening to this. Thank you all for joining us today on the Common Cause for Sustainability podcast, and we will see you next time.